an unsurpassed penetrating and perfect dharma is rarely met with even in a hundred thousand million kalpas having it to see and listen to to remember and accept i vow to taste the truth of the tathagata's words good evening I'm uh, I'm going to uh, talk about our practice of the wild, our practice in nature, with nature. I'm I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, this is a uh, this is a lecture that that Kathy told he could give so well. This is a lecture that Mary Tustin could give so well. Um, and uh, and I, I have, uh, I, I had a wonderful, a wonderful experience out in the wild uh, with, with friends this weekend and it just brought it all to mind. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll see what I can do, um, but I was I was quite moved, and I want to start with uh, with a, a famous poem um, from one of our Chinese ancestors, Dong Po, who uh, was awakened, uh, who had a deep experience of unity and wholeness while in nature. He said uh, in his poem, the sounds of the valley streams are the long, broad tongue. The colors of the mountains are none other than this unconditioned body. 84,000 sutras are heard throughout the night. What more can be said? Dong Po was a practitioner of Buddhism. And at some point upon hearing the stream through the mountains, he had this great awakening, this great uh, realization of his intimacy and unity with all of the universe. The, the um, stream he likened as the broad, long tongue speaking 84,000 sutras day in and day out. And the colors and forms of the mountains were none other than his true body. And um, I wanna remind us that, uh, that as we realize our unity with all the world, with all of the universe, we're also 
feeling the heat of the fires throughout the world. The, the North America and Europe is at 100 degrees in, in two continents, the highest temperatures recorded in many places, the highest temperatures recorded in Oklahoma. Uh, and uh, of course, we've, we've heard about uh, over 100 degrees in London, fires in Athens, fires in London, fires in Yosemite, fires in New Mexico. Um, these are the sounds of the valley streams and the colors of the mountains that we are sitting with now. Uh, in addition to all that we do um, to relieve the suffering of this climate change, reducing our dependency on fossil fuels, minimizing our plastic use, uh, all that we do, uh, we can also, um, uh, us, us human beings have the capacity to, uh, to vote regularly and make sure that, um, that, uh, that our governments are also listening to these, the broad tongue of the valley streams and feeling the heat of the fires. Um, I'm, I know I'm speaking to the, to the choir here, but uh, it's just so important that, uh, that we all uh, turn towards uh, what is so obvious to, to most of us to help us reduce this suffering for all beings. Um, another effort that is, uh, that I've been looking at that's, that's helping us realize our non-separation from the universe, from nature. There's a new program on PBS, uh, America Outdoors with Aratunde Thurston. Aratunde Thurston is a journalist and, and an essayist, and he says he's a sometimes comedian who uh, he, he's just traveling around the United States, participating in, in the outdoors of, of this nation. And, uh, and uh, there's been I've, I've seen two of the three shows that have aired over the last few weeks. And in each, each show, he sits down and he sits in a cross-legged position and he just, the camera just shows him being in this world. And I think that's, uh, I think when we're, when we're, uh, when we, when we realize this connection, all we can do is sit down in this posture that, that we're so used to and just uh, express this total 
being, this total um, non-separation. So, so here is Bharatunde Thurston sitting in the floor of, of um, Death Valley in this posture, or sitting in the uh, beautiful forests of Idaho in this posture. It's the only expression that we have uh, uh, when we realize um, this non-separation uh, that is uh, being shown to us, being told to us, being uh, expressed to us 24 hours a day in 84,000 sutras. Um, I, I had the good fortune to be in the high desert of, of Oregon for a long weekend. I, I got back Monday. And um, my, my friend has property up there and he's got a, a little cabin, a, a few little cabins that he's building. And he needed some help with the building. And, and um, uh, but it was so beautiful there. Um, and uh, despite being a hundred degrees, uh, it was it was beautiful, especially at night. You know, there he doesn't have electricity. There's no there's no street lights around. He's in the middle of the desert, so uh, the sky just becomes this planetarium every night, uh, all the way down to the horizon. You know, we uh, uh, and uh, I was there for three days right after the full moon and 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 you know i'm 70 years old and i've i've never seen this before but um but before the you know the almost the just past full moon rose there was this glow in the sky uh, like just like the sunrise but it was the moonrise of course and it was right down there at the horizon and then you wait you wait you wait, and then all of a sudden, this brilliant sliver of light, you know, breaks the breaks the horizon, and then of course we get that great moon, and and it was um, uh, this is one of the months that the full moon was, is a super moon, meaning you know in its in its elliptical orbit, it's closest to us, so it appears just huge and and very very orange and it was still that way for the next couple of days after the full moon so this wonderful experience and of course all we could do was just sit and uh and uh say this is this is this is our true body um we weren't we weren't saying this uh i i, I was i was humming it uh uh, because uh, as the poem says, what more can be said? Um, it was just all right there and in front of us. This is our, this is our true body. Um, and uh, we were able to enjoy that for, for three, three nights in a row. Um, and, uh, and this is, uh, uh, you, you know, you don't have to be a Buddhist practitioner, you're you're just uh, you're just struck by this. 
Baratunde Thurston is struck by this uh, wherever he goes to the to the forests and the rivers and the parks in the United States. Um, uh, you just kind of know that this is true. This is our deepest knowing. This is our this is our true knowing of of who we are when we can when when we can be um, out in the world like like this. Um, the Zen teacher, Earthland Manuel, um, talks about this in her book that we're reading, um, The Way of Tenderness, especially in the chapter, uh, Body as Nature. Um, she says, um, she says, uh, we have to, experience this again and again, that we're not separate from nature. We're not just looking at nature. We're just not vacationing in nature. These are my words. These aren't, I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase her, um, but we are nothing but nature. When we're, when we're out in the forest, um, we might notice the tall trees and the and the low ferns and the critters scurrying on the floor and the, the middle-sized shrubbery, and uh, uh, we don't we don't see that you know the shrubbery is inferior because it's not so it's not so tall. We don't see that um, that the critters are superior because they can they have more mobility. We just see it all as, as one whole works, as one whole system that includes us, um, all depending on each other, all supporting each other, and um, uh, not separating into uh, inferior or superior. Or, um, but it's just one whole works. And, uh, and uh, uh, Earthland Manuel is, is encouraging us to practice this way, seeing our true body as one whole works, not dividing it into inferior in, or, or superior beings. She gives us another clue uh, that she says is in the uh, her interpretation of the Heart Sutra. Uh, form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. She says this line teaches us to um, not see forms as separate, but uh, to engage with all that we experience with an open heart. Uh, as intimately connected. And uh, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the form and emptiness are one, this intimate connection. Uh, and the way us humans do it is with, with our hearts. So seeing all forms, experiencing um, all things as uh, with our hearts, 
uh, as not being not being separate. Uh, this is how we. This is her recommendation, her teaching on uh, how how do I know uh, that this is my true body in the same way that when we can see the moon rise, when we can see that that full moon, uh, we know that uh, we're not separate from the rising and setting of the moon, the passing of the seasons, the, um, the, um, the, the, the changes in weather. We just know that. And, and um, if we have to practice, um, Earthland Manuel says, engage with all things with your heart, not as separate, but, but um, this is my intimate connection with all things. Um, I think uh, the poet and Zen priest Gary Snyder was moving and was, was uh, pointing us in this direction as well in his uh, group of essays, uh, Practice of the Wild. Um, most of the essays were, were uh, uh, his appreciation of being in nature. Um, he lives in the Sierras, uh, far from the matting crowd, um, uh, because that's where he uh, is able to practice so easily that unity. But he's, but, uh, he's also pointing us to, uh, he says, you know, us humans, uh, we're building our houses of bricks and steel uh, because that's our nature in the same way that the, the beavers are making their houses out of mud and grass. And can we also be in the, can we also be in the cities and realize our intimate connection with the whole universe in the same way that it, it's, it's so easy to come up to, to, to realize that when, when we're surrounded by redwoods or when we see the rising of the moon. But can we also practice with the wild when we're right here in our cities as seeing, oh, this is now the habitat of us humans. And can we appreciate our um, uh, dependency on other humans, other critters, other, other uh, aspects of nature right here in our cities? Can we uh, support other beings? right here in our cities in the same way that we might experience that out in the wild. Um, I really recommend uh, that, that book of essays, Practice of the Wild, um, that, is, um, that uh, is also a, uh, a Dharma book for all of us. And, uh, and uh, here we're, we'll be uh, we'll be um, remembering Catherine this weekend, the tenth year 
after her death. And uh, in one of her lectures in the early 2000s, 2002, she talked about uh, practicing in the wilds of downtown Santa Cruz. Um, she says, when I walk on the labyrinth in front of the red Episcopal church, there's something profoundly relaxing and joyful about not going any place, just taking a step and being fully in that step and taking another step and just being in that step. The willingness to do this at work in our relationships with our family members, with our friends, regardless of our regrets and disappointments and wishes for things to be different, we acknowledge what is actually happening. Settling into just this is a blessing. This is what the world asks of us. So the world is asking us, can we be with just this fully? Can we, can we be fully with the changes in climate and the suffering that it's bringing? Can we just be with it and react appropriately to relieve this, this suffering? Can we lower our shoulders and say, uh, can, can I just be with us, this, react appro appropriately and relieve this suffering that is all around us in the way that Catherine can just step with one foot in front of the other, in front of the red church downtown. Let me finish up with a few more words about the valley streams and the color of the mountain that, that Dogen comments on, on that poem. I'll, the poem is short, I'll say it again. The valley streams are the long, broad tongue. The colors of the mountains are no other than this unconditioned body. 84,000 sutras are heard throughout the night. What more can be said? Dogen says, how sad for those who miss the dharma of the manifested Buddha body. You may rejoice that the moment of enlightenment emerges through the mountains and the waters, he said. Dogen asks, in the end, was it Dong Po who was enlightened or was it the mountains and waters that were awakened? Thank you.
who today sees with clear eyes the long, broad tongue and the unconditioned body. I like that line about who was enlightened, Dong Po or the mountains and rivers. It really, I think Dogen really wanted to understand that um, this, is, this is one body. Uh, we support the mountains and rivers as well as the mountains and rivers supporting and comforting us. So it's, it's, one, it's one whole works. Who was enlightened? Um, of course, uh, of course in, in another sutra, uh, he talks about uh, we're all enlightened together with this practice. You should know, Dogen says, that without mountain colors and valley sounds, that the Buddha's taking up of the flower and wakas attaining the marrow would not have taken place. Because of the power of the valley sounds and mountain colors, the great earth and sentient beings simultaneously attain the way. And there are countless Buddhas who are enlightened upon seeing the morning star. People today should be inspired by predecessors like these. Authentic study, free of concern for fame and gain, should be based on such aspiration. The aspiration, of course, is, is to know in our bones, in our marrow, as it was said here, this, this um, intimacy and non-separation, know, knowing our true body is none other than that rising moon. Our true body is none other than the flames of Athens or London. And, uh, and our aspiration along with this realization is uh, is our is our uh, vow to relieve suffering for all beings the plants the animals the sentient beings that are a true body so um we'll have some announcements here and then um Maybe a few of us can stay on the screen and, and talk about uh, when we've heard the long, broad tongue of the mountain streams uh, that, has, uh, that has made us uh, realize our true body. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. 